I'm CJ. And this is Harry Potter Movie Minutes. The podcast where two friends break down the movies of the wizarding world in excruciating detail and obnoxious commentary. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm still recovering from my wounds from the That's So Raven fight, but I'm okay. Well, I hope you learned a lesson. And I hope uh, all of those hours tied to a chair with your uh, eyelids taped open, watching the entire series from start to finish, uh, taught you a lesson about uh, media consumption. Thank you, sir. In 2023. <laughs> Ew, don't call me sir. <laughs> Too late. All right, shall we get into it? Yes, would you like to talk about Harry Potter? I mean, I always do because this is my nerd outlet where I can be like, okay, but this as I work. <laughs> Harry Potter, oi! <laughs> All right, let's do this. All right, so we have a bit of an audio transition from last week. The trio have set out on foot because Ron is too weak to apparate, apparently, whatever. What I'm not gonna get, I know. We can't talk about it, but I also just wrote, but why was flinching like affect like his health though? Like, did it really, like I said, like you said, he probably has gangrene. Like he probably has like more to this injury, I guess, than just the cuts. Like how long are, how long is he laid up here? Like, I don't, uh, whatever. So the radio broadcast is reading the names of missing witches and wizards dark uh we see the trio make their way across a vast field this whole chunk is really just them walking (laughs) so (laughs) apologies very lord of of the rings it is very lord of the rings apologies if this episode is a bit shorter than usual because there's a lot of like (laughs) so they walked and then they walked some more um so they're making their way across this beautiful vast field there's some weirdness happening between like harry and hermione and like ron's 10 feet behind them and very rageful they're hiding in a barn from some smoky, cloudy dudes uh-huh. flying overhead. They make their way through a burned down, like burned and abandoned trailer park. That one threw me. I was like, everything like, else I'm fine with, but this one, hey. I'm like, I go, are we post-apocalyptic? Like, it, why would muggles, you know like what I'm saying? What, like muggles would what rebuild hap- or yeah, like, what hap- people what around. Happened here? There's no explanation. And like, does that have anything to do with the magical world? Or is that just an abandoned, burned down, half burned or partially burned down trailer park? Okay. It felt It's kind of giving me like World Cup vibes after the <sighs> riot. Right. I don't know. Yeah. So they eventually are making camp under a bridge as this list of names goes on i really did try to look and like figure out where these names came from because they are not familiar from the books i thought maybe like in past things uh creative directors have like hidden little i for sure thought it was that too i was like this is their right like it was gonna be this is right exactly (laughs) i I couldn't find anything about who these people are so if anybody has any information please let us know i would love to know that but it's very effective um and very morbid because it's not necessarily a list of the dead, but you can probably assume that they're dead. It reminds me a lot, actually, of a play called I Never Saw Another Butterfly, which not to get like super dark, but here we are. Um, It's about a Holocaust survivor or like centered around a Holocaust survivor. And the play, at least the production that I saw, did not reference the script specifically to see if this is in the script okay. but the in the transitions between the scenes they had a gentleman come out and stand like stage left 
with a clipboard and just read a list of names. Uh, and it was like Jane Doe dead, uh, John yeah. Doe dead. And it would just like list off these, like this extensive list of names, like missing dead um, in jail or whatever. And it was just like this massive list of people who had been killed. Yeah. So that's what this was. This gives me, Ooh. I think of that play every <laughs> single time I get to this point in the movies. Um, if you have a chance to read it, uh, please do. I'm blanking on the author's name. I should look it up. The playwright's name. Um, but yes, I never saw another butterfly. Very sad. Very Here we go. Crunchy, sad face now. Okay. But anyway, yeah, it's a very yeah, grim, it's, it's a grim feeling. Just these missing names. Just be, they said they, and they preface it with the list is short today. I'm like, Ooh. Ooh. And it's a long list. Yeah. <laughs> They're reading goes. for like a couple of minutes here. Several miles. Dark. Okay. Making my way downtown. Ron and Hermione have a moment alone under the bridge. And he is looking again, very sickly and expresses his doubt in Harry, saying that he doesn't really have a plan. And it's building up to this argument yeah. where, you know, Ron is like, I thought you knew more, but we'll get there. Hermione plays peacekeeper and says that none of them really have a plan. I wanted Ron to be wearing the Horcrux here. Yes, yes. Because we actually can't see it on any one of them. Like Harry's off in the distance and we do get a close up on him throwing rocks, whatever. Uh, he's not wearing it. We can't see it around Ron's mm. neck and we can't see it around Hermione's neck. So like, it, it would make sense. It yes. should have been on Ron, exactly. Attribute his crazy to this, not just pent up anger. Just Yes, because it is crazy. Like the way he's looking at them when they're in that oh, field yeah. and she like gives him water. Oh like, yeah. Hermione he was like, mm, this he's is not. Murder eyes. Anyway, so we continue on this little traveling montage until we arrive at Hermione cutting Harry's hair. Okay. Priorities. Uh, anyway, she's mid-snip and she has an epiphany. We have a cute little comedic bit here of Harry overreacting to her, oh my God, <laughs> with a panic about his hair. Because like, why Why would he fucking care what his hair looks like right now? Like, Seriously. Unless in you fact, stab in the books, I think that don't is it when they get to the school or when they get to Aberforth that he like sees himself in the mirror for the first time and he's got like a beard and long yeah, hair and he like forgets right. how long yeah. they've been out it actually really gave me when I was younger I used to go on these hunting trips with my dad and we'd spend like a week camped uh, up on the mountain and you know back then I had like four chin hairs and thought I had a beard. And so I'd come back to civilization and I'd be like, oh my God, I need to shave. <laughs> He's giving me that vibe. Now, if, if I go like a day, I'm like, oh, right. I'm an old man with rain in his beard. I'm so old. Anyway. Now, do you have hair coming out of your ears yet? Uh, we haven't gotten there, but my nose See, is real so gnarly. You're, <laughs> you're fine then. As long as it's not coming out of your ears yet, you're not officially old. Sorry. <sighs> Maybe I'll get there one day. So Hermione rushes off to a book and Harry follows. Noticeably absent is Ron, who we can only assume is still laid up with his splinching injury. They've traveled all this way on foot. Like how far have they gone? It, during the montage, it kind of gives the impression that it's several days that they're walking. Yeah. And to me, it. I, I guess, I mean, I've never apparated. I don't know how much energy it takes, but like, doesn't that seem like it would require more energy than just apparating, say, like walking <laughs> several miles on foot? Right. If we're worried about his strength, 
I don't know, are we draining it by these like, death marches that we're doing? Anyway, uh, Hermione launches into an explanation of her epiphany. The sword of Gryffindor is goblin made. It only takes on that which makes it stronger. Harry destroyed Horcrux with a basilisk fang and stabbed the basilisk with the sword. Ergo, the sword can destroy Horcruxes. Explaining why Dumbledore left it to Harry in his will. Somewhat of a plot hole. Oh. He stabbed the basilisk with it. How is it then imbued with basilisk venom? How she gets there is very interesting. Wait, how do you get the venom is inside of it? Just because it killed the basilisk doesn't mean, like necessarily mean that it, the basilisk like, destroys the horcrux. Doesn't mean, anyway. I don't know. I don't know how we get there. Like if it if it takes on the power of the basilisk venom, does it take on the all the powers of the basilisk? Can it kill someone with a look or turn <laughs> them to stone? Like, it's not clear. That's not, turn them to stone? Where did that come from? Sorry. But- uh, Petrify, yeah, yeah. Petrify is what I was going for. Uh, it's a weird leap and it happens in the book too. It's actually canon that, mm-hmm. you know, it's absorbed the powers of, of Basilisk Venom. I don't really understand that, but hey, here we are. And she's like, it's goblin made. All right. Were goblins uh, known uh, for having Basilisk Venom on them? <laughs> like, what, yeah. what does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. We don't need to. Just sword. What I don't like in this moment is Hermione downplaying Harry's praise for her brilliance when she's like, oh, actually, I'm just highly logical. Shut up! Again, back to the movie. We can't just let Hermione be smart. Just let her be smart. Actually, I'm just highly logical. No. Being highly logical doesn't mean she's not brilliant. Like, you can be both of those things simultaneously. (sighs) We can't just let her be. No. No. Anyway, suddenly the lamp illuminating the table they're working on is extinguished. And we're left with a huh moment until grumpy Ron appears and immediately lays into Harry. This is the aforementioned argument. Uh, He goes, I'm still here in case you didn't notice. Now we have something else to find, blah, 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 blah. I'm a whiny little bitch. I'm so what we were just saying in, or in opposition to what we were just saying, I'm very glad that we can see the Horcrux chain around his neck here because it gives us a reason for why he's so like unhinged and like borderline possessed Yes. in this moment. Uh, the boys have it out. Ron is all upset that there's no plan and they haven't achieved anything. Harry is upset that things aren't as Ron expected. You can see this argument happening. It's not outside the realm of possibility. I get it. Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, and I think they play it well. Ron yeah. does look crazy. He looks deranged. I wrote Kudos, that. Rupert. Yeah. Uh, all of this has been festering. Hermione tries to jump in and save things. She's sadly unsuccessful. But she at least calls it out. She said, you wouldn't be saying these things if you weren't wearing it all day. Right. Like, you might be thinking these things, but you wouldn't be saying them. You've just been around those negative energies for so long. Yeah. Which like, uh, I mean, that opens mm-hmm. up a whole new can of worms are they things that need to be said is it a like what is it drunk words or sober thoughts no god (laughs) it's like oh okay well does he have a point here (laughs) uh could harry maybe have been more clear about the fact that like he doesn't have a plan ron just assumed that there was a plan 
Harry was forthright the whole time. He told them everything that he knew, but when they insisted on coming along, he could have said like, okay, but like, I don't know where I'm going. Like, I don't know. I have no idea what I'm fucking doing. And seeing as Ron's whole character in these movies is asking questions. I don't know. Maybe ask that question. <laughs> Do you have a plan? Where are we going first? <laughs> Why are we going there? I don't know. That's your whole fucking gig in these last seven movies is asking questions. <laughs> Just saying. But yeah, think, it's, I, it's lacking something here for sure. Yeah. But again, this is very much like thoughts he probably had already festering and then he's just at the boiling point now all of this culminates in harry telling ron to just go ron rips off the horcrux grabs his things and asks hermione if she's coming with him when she hesitates he implies that there's something going on between her and harry and stomps off which she doesn't explain that away very well either that was nothing how about <laughs> no 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 he was talking about like i would explain right. like, the weird like all of a sudden lack of communication between these three best friends i'm like no no no, just say the words oh well, that was about snatchers and why they had would not have informed her on the next day by the way we came across snatchers last night they smelled they knew where hermione was because of the smell of her perfume that would have closed that <laughs> gap real quick you know this moment had to happen but it's still it's it's it damn hard to see like yeah. they've always been i mean i guess with the exception of a few weeks at the beginning of movie four, four. Mm-hmm. book four they've always been so united against everything and now this has torn them apart yeah your parents are dead i'm like well he knows that <laughs> rude <laughs> they don't know how this so feels rude. yeah it's just he's just in a, he's got that necklace on him he's hungry and they, he's frustrated i mean i get it I've said some things in anger when I'm hungry too. Oh yeah. So Hermione runs after Ron, imploring him to come back, but we hear whoosh and are left to understand that he disapparated. The next morning, we have a moment staring out onto the lake (laughs) because we love to stare and stand into the distance, stand and stare into the different, what? We love to stand and stare into the distance. (laughs) We got this. Swear I'm not having a stroke. It's fine. It's early. Uh, Before packing up the camp to leave, Hermione is seen tying her scarf around a tree. It's a very sweet little breadcrumb, but entirely unhelpful. Yeah. Just because he found the scarf, it's not like he could use that to find them. To find the next location. Yeah, they're still apparating to the next location. But It's just kind of a, I guess you could just, maybe it's just a goodbye, whatever. Yeah. Because... Right. Once they leave, there's no following them. It doesn't Correct. matter what she leaves there. But I think they even said in the book something like she's really dragging her feet on leaving. Yes. Hold on, I have to do this. <laughs> I must put this scarf here. He's like, okay, we gotta go though. <laughs> okay, but we gotta go. We have nothing to do, <laughs> and all the time in the world to do it. Yeah. So she joins Harry, and they disapparate. For once, once they land, Harry takes the lead here, and he starts setting the protective enchantments. Hermione starts crying, understanding what I just said, that they have officially separated from Ron. There's no way for him to find them and there's no way for them to find him. It's a very heartbreaking moment too, where she, like they arrive, they're there, they're safely, and she knows, oh shit, it's real. He's gone. And that immediate like gut punch cry. I'm like, (laughs) she takes a little seat to just grieve. And at sundown, Harry is keeping watch outside of the tent when he hears the radio start up. I'm so excited to talk about this. Really? Yeah, just trust me. Okay. So he heads inside 
so we can have the dumbest slash most controversial <laughs> scene in the film. Okay. What are your thoughts on this dumb ants dance? We need party to talk about, about it. To we need to talk about it. And maybe because I think just because I don't know, I don't know if I'm older or softened or whatever, but for once I really like this. I remember when it first happened, I was like, fuck, we're taking time out of the movie for this, this silly little dancing fucking scene and so stupid. But I did write. I wrote this time I finally like worked for me because it said the taking off of the necklace is twofold. It relieves the bad mood by proxy that they all experience when they're wearing it. It said, and it's also symbolizing just the weight of their mission and putting it down for a minute and letting them be silly kids for just a minute. Like they're on this mission to like save the world, basically, or save the wizarding world. And like symbolically, we're taking a minute away from that, which I think they kind of desperately needed. And they probably desperately needed to number one, feel like kids. And number two, feel that we're still here for each other. Like they're still having this silly little dance time. This like you know they hugged kind of as they danced too I was like it was sad and heartfelt it was probably actually really needed at this point in the mission I said it used to feel really out of place to me but I actually liked it this time if I give it more weight than it probably has <laughs> I think it's better but yeah it, I, I did hate it the first several times I was like we just don't need this <laughs> like I would have rather had explanations but it's cute yeah, I'm not going to yuck your yum or okay. anything. I don't hate it. I just don't need it when there's so much material that had to be cut That's to make saying. room for this. And I did say that one thing I'll give this movie and probably the next one too, but just the shooting of it, the the filmography, the locations, beautiful. It is beautiful, but we've spent so much time looking at nature, looking at cliffs, looking at fields looking at what it's like okay but you know what we also could have done <laughs> how about they're walking and discussing well we heard from Potter we love Watch. a walking dog we love yes! a walking talk when we we're in the fucking to. castle and now we're doing nothing but walking for several days like lord of the fucking rings and we're not discussing anything i would have rather they were discussing like what do you what do you know about gregorovich well gregorovich was a wand maker he was legend to have created or at one time possessed the elder wand what's the elder wand? like we could have done so many walk and talk actual information into things or real heartfelt conversations but <laughs> we're dancing quietly and silently not speaking all right I'm, i let it i let it wait wash over me this time and gave it some credit but again i i'm totally with you i would have rather had more explanations or yeah i think i i think that you're being really gracious and giving it much more depth <laughs> than what saying. it has that's what i'm saying i'm old now so, so oh, that's nice to, for the kids <laughs> To be descriptive, he goes inside and he finds Hermione being sad girl, listening to music. And the two of them sort of transition into this little dance party. He goes over, he offers his hand. When she stands, he takes off the Horcrux and they allow themselves to be 17 years old for a moment and just be silly in the moment. I think the part of what I don't like about that, about this in general, is that it it feels like he's wooing her almost like, yes, now Ron's gone. It's just you and me, baby. Like I had that feeling. I know too. that that's not what's intended. It's just a no, vibe I that I get. Of it's like, a vibe of that, but also, but here's the only thing that I'll give it now because, and it's only because I know this, but there's a background behind the scenes thing of she's like actually smiling, laughing because he's such a terrible dancer. Like, I guess they were having like fun doing this because he's awful. <laughs> like his little dance dumb moves were like his genuine moves. <laughs> and so for that, that, I, that now we're right. watching it, I can go, okay, well, they're just two kids and she's laughing at how terrible he is. <laughs> but in the movie, first time I saw it too, and when they got really close to each other, I'm like, oh, that's nice. 
Okay, now back mm-hmm. up. <laughs> this is leave room for Jesus. Leave room. I was just gonna say that. Fuck. <laughs> leave room for Jesus. Yeah, it's a it's an odd. We didn't really need it scene. Yeah. So the song ends and they're brought back to reality and have an awkward sort of, okay, bye. (laughs) Gonna go over here. Anyway, the next morning, Hermione is sitting outside reading. She's got the tales of Beetle the Bard that uh, Dumbledore left her. And Harry is lying on a bunk inside with the snitch Dumbledore left him hovering over his face. (laughs) In what seems like a total random act, he grabs the snitch and brings it to his lips. So just put balls on his mouth. All right. <laughs> now, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, if you've not wow. heard this podcast before, <laughs> filthy mind. Um, balls. Yeah. Uh, so the squibs and even some of the readers may have forgotten that he did not catch the snitch in his first match with his hand. Mm-hmm. He nearly swallowed it. Mm-hmm. Something... Harry only just realizes in this moment, despite remembering this before taking it from Scrimgeour back in the burrow, in the book, whatever. Um, So he pulls away, or pulls the ball, the snitch away from his (laughs) lips, and an inscription appears that reads, I open at the close. He goes running outside and he explains to Hermione what I've just told you. He caught the snitch with his mouth, and he shows her the inscription. Neither of them understand it. (laughs) (laughs) And so instead of focusing on that, she shows him a symbol that she found in the book that Dumbledore left her. One we're familiar with, a bisected equilateral triangle enveloping a circle, which is my new favorite way of (laughs) describing that. (laughs) (laughs) So he recognizes it from Bill and Fleur's wedding. And somehow that makes him jump to Godric's hollow. Wait, why? <laughs> Nobody knows. Like he he says Xenophilius was wearing that at Bill and Flora's wedding. Right. And then all of a sudden is like, I think we should go to Godric's Hollow. Yeah, it's three separate things happening. Look at the snitch. Look at this symbol. We should go to Godric's Hollow. What? <laughs> like oh, we <laughs> Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh keep it going, I guess. Sure. So surprisingly, Hermione agrees. Yes, his cute little yes. <laughs> yes, I like that behind her back. His, yeah. um, she takes very little convincing to do this, actually, but she explains that she thinks the sword might be there since it's Godric Gryffindor's birthplace. Of course, Harry didn't put that together. He just wanted to go see the place <laughs> where his parents lived. Correct. Um, and having previously learned that Dumbledore lived there as well and Bethilda Bagshot lives there, um, but had never put together that Godric's Hollow was named after Godric Gryffindor. That's funny <laughs> she tosses his hair a bit and tells him never to let her cut it again and that's where this chunk comes to a close <laughs> let me ask you a couple of questions yeah what are you going to keep close and rely on for development like ron's radio <laughs> <laughs> shit um okay again i've gotten soft the dancing scene this time no. this time i liked it i'm gonna say the one thing i don't like is the song i think the song is it's the song is pretty but it has nothing to do with anything going on if you're going to insert a random song in this like have it have anything i don't know or have it be more vague than just i don't know i think i've read the lyrics to it before and been like what the fuck like why do we need this song but no so i don't care they're little they're little getting to be kids for a few minutes scene i don't care what did you <laughs> what did you like and uh find out information from like fucking runs radio? Uh, 
I'm holding on to Hermione's smarts. I want her to be smart all the time. Yeah. Not just when it's convenient. Yeah. Um, but I like a strong, brilliant woman. What was your thing again? Bitch in charge. Head bitch in charge, right? HBIC. Jagger. That one. Okay. We love her. Uh, what are you going to break off like a six-year friendship? <laughs> oh, that that's rude. Um, I actually wrote Ron's madness. Um, like he looks fully unhinged when he's like, "Yeah, I'm still here." I was like, "Oh, you look, you look not it's well." It's a little, yeah. It's a little like, "Why so serious?" It's, it's, <laughs> like, or it's very horror movie. All of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh no, is he possessed by like a demon?" <laughs> like, oh my god, no! Actually, I take it back. It's not Dark Knight. It's I can make them hurt if I want to. <laughs> yeah, I still yeah. Oh God, that's a great point. Uh, yeah, what would you break off like a six-year friendship? Uh, look, I know it's probably going to get me canceled because people have strong feelings about it, but I can I can just do without that stupid fucking dance. And I, I will allow that. There's allow so much that needs to be covered in this movie that we just pretend doesn't happen. Yeah. Which, the mirror <laughs> any anything else we could have fit into this like it's a solid like three minutes of them dancing i will say yeah it's a, it's a lot of time it goes i'm like oh <laughs> they're still dancing as i'm doing my notes i'm like still dancing they're like weirdly celebrating ron's departure <laughs> i don't think that's what it is i think that's just trying what to be it feels like just oh, right anyway okay <laughs> All right. Well, we will argue more about things next week. Um, in the meantime, please rate and review us and share us with your other friends who might like this nerdery. Um, follow us on all the socials, YouTube, Instagram, and the TikTok. And hey, um, now that my, my <laughs> bruises have healed, I will see you next week. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you there. <laughs> right, bye. Bye.